podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bear Podcast for Saturday the 6th of March 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Good evening John. And Gordo. Hello. We are having some network connections but we will... We'll do as best we can to get through this, right? With with his top quality and Gary on the editing skills, man, is going to need <laughs> Gary's going to need to play a blinder with this one. Well, I, 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 I believe you missed the word trouble or problems out of that sentence. <laughs> We're having it, some net network connections. Yeah, yeah, that's how this works, John. <laughs> Maybe you just missed that, Andy, because I was speaking and uh, yeah, Ned said problems. Um, we've already done this intro but we'll do it again we started with saying thank you to Jack Gibson for joining the Patreon Um, you joined last week just as we were recording so we missed welcoming you to the Trampabet Club Trampabet Club's £5 a month Uh, Gordo, you did UFC 259 episode on Monday morning yeah, we did that Monday morning, me and my, my, my pal Blair, uh, who's based out in Singapore, a mad fight fan, and went into all the permutations of how he sees each fight going, how we see each fight going, and I'll have them priced up and put on the Patreon for everyone. I'm going to try and keep my words as minimal as possible, because it's my internet connection that's the worst now on here. So, join the Pan Trample Bet Patreon. <laughs> yeah, £5 a month, so there's that UFC episode, God is going to provide an Andy-like cheat sheet. So every week, all of our picks for that week, Andy will provide a cheat sheet on Friday night about 4pm for you so you do not have to sit with a pen and paper like a fucking pilgrim writing down what we have said on the podcast. You will get it delivered straight to you. £5 a month. You guys are going to be doing some uh, some Cheltenham work coming up. Oh, we'll be all over that. All over Cheltenham. Um, it's my favourite favorite time of the year. So... Uh, yeah, Gordon and I will be all over it. There'll be l- last year there were daily shows. We're probably going to look to do something very similar. Andy keeps horse racing Gilly on already. Like he's, he's already <laughs> part of this. I am in the zone. <laughs> and if you are a Patreon member, you'll be able to see that with early access and the video episode for this, which is always uploaded a day early, which is fantastic considering we're a podcast that comes out late Thursday, early Friday, and is out of date sometimes by Friday night. So you are benefiting from able to listen to our episode, watch our episode and feedback to us really early. But £5 a month, it really helps us with our hosting costs or network costs, even though I think we might have to fucking revise if Zoom's the issue or buy Gordo actual broadband internet because I think it's wired up now. But we did say last week's pick, see if you were a new listener to this podcast, we had a blinder on this It went podcast. well last week, it went well. Yeah, we, we have a, a me, the, the John Walker Out campaign is dead for a week at least. <laughs> yeah, one week, for one week it is. My banker, I, I, I creamed about this pick, I creamed about this league. The, the goals in this league are ridiculous. It was Western Sydney Wonders versus Adelaide on Sunday morning. I took a measly one to five goal in the second half. It came in seven minutes into the second half. There was three goals in that second half. And I think I called that out by saying that Western Sydney's previous three second halves had three two and three so I'd been very modest with my one goal and it, it proved that I was a bit of a a bit of a bitch on the pitch I definitely shat it a little bit I could have been braver but it came in and that's all that matters for me it came in my banker also came in Norwich away at Wickham 2-0 win for Norwich um, I also mentioned the Bayern Cologne game which was a 5-1 hammering to Bayern but the odds of that were like 1-6 to whereas the one I eventually went for was 4-9 to so happy with that 
And I rounded off the banker treble this week with uh, Besiktas. I'd taken the one comfortably 3-0. They actually had a, a man, they had a goal disallowed by VAR as well in the first half. So they could have been 4-0 up at halftime. Um, Denise Aspor were also, they were they were 3-0. Uh, they, they had a goal chopped off, but it didn't matter. 3-0 win, 1-3. God, I had you down for a different banker. You took Galatas right on the podcast. I think you might have suggested that outside the podcast. Really? Yeah, I was yeah. about to say because yeah. that they didn't appear on any of my slips. No, Gal- but uh, Galatas right did win two 0 God, that was Gal- sorry. Besiktas is this week's pick. So you get a wee bonus <laughs> early one there. Are you, t- are you telling us they're going to win three 0 this week? Exactly. Like, do you have some sort of almanac here? Yeah, that's it. I've just I've been leafing through. I went to the wrong page. Apologies, and please do not inform the government. Um, so imagine if I had an almanac and was as shite as I am at charity picks. I'd be. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry, I took Galatas right who beat Ezram 2-0 yeah a, a, a very good uh, banker treble that came in for us really really confident I was gutted um, with my value pick not because it didn't come in it did uh, Herker Bruges beat Vaslin Beveren at home 2-0 at 4-5 but I had called this out very confidently saying I fancied it to be 1-0 which it was up until the last 10 minutes so yes. it was really frustrating because I was like, "This is this is a one now. Like this, this feels like a single goal victory." Really gutted for Herka Bruges and David Braid, David Bates because they went out in the cup uh, semi final to Anderlecht midweek there. But the value bet came in. Um, they're still unbeaten in the league under new management. I think they're a team to kind of stay on the side of if they are playing lower half teams at home. My value pick, I potentially got a little bit too greedy taking Norgeland at home to Alberg in the Danish Superliga. Um, tipped them up at six to four. I thought that was too big. They actually started um, pre kickoff at two to one, took the lead twice, and eventually drew the game two each. Uh, Alborg equalising with a late penalty. I, 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 it was definitely a penalty. I was watching the game; it was an absolute stone wall penalty. Um, so it was close, and I still like. I still think I was on the right side of that with the big odds on offer, but it's a shame it didn't come in. Uh, my value pick for this week was uh, Toulouse. And they did not, which was great. Um, they were 4-5 to five when they kicked off against Amiens. They won 3-0. Um, I'd much prefer- this, this was a game that we, I said um, Toulouse historically done well in. They don't mind. Uh, if, this, if this had been up a league, would have been paid out even earlier. But uh, with it being uh, League 2, you had to wait to the end of it. So uh, 3-0, uh, Toulouse beat Amiens. And it was never really in doubt anyway, so I don't think you even needed the early payout for that mm. to be an issue. Early payout is great, though. That's, that's all I really want from things. <laughs> my, my outsider, I was really, really gutted with this, similar to the Herka Bruges game. It was Usten versus KV Mechelen. I took a draw in this game. I, I had said that I, I, it was a bit, so it's the third best home team versus the second best away team. And it was 1 0 to Usten, but they were getting battered for the last 10 minutes. I mean, they'd been outplayed for most of the game. But they were getting battered and I was just waiting for that flash up at being one each. But as these games happen, and as sometimes I call out over 1.5s, if a team is winning and being battered, you've always got to watch the counter-attack on the other end. A counter-attack out and nothing. They were actually battered. And I think Andy, you'd actually put 1-1 on the score as well off the back of what I'd said. Yeah, I took a, I took a wee uh, correct score. I could not believe he didn't concede. Um, I mean, if there's a, a signal, Jack Henry got Player of the Week in Belgium. Yeah, I did see that. So if there's a if there's a signifier to how how well Ustend played, it's that their centre half got Player of the Week in the league. Um, so I was a wee bit gutted, but twenty one. We, we don't we do not really criticise outsiders here unless they get pumped. Yeah. 
my outsider didn't come in either, John. Took Randers away at Odense for the big price at almost 2-1. to one. Uh, They lost the game 2-1 in an even game. They had more shots. They had more shots on target. Just one of those games that could go either way. Um, didn't go my way. Don't mind. 2-1 price tag. And uh, my outsider also didn't come in, and it was a, a one-goal affair there. Uh, I'd taken Trabz- I thought Trabs on the score would beat Fenerbahce 1-0. They lost 1-0. So there wasn't really much in it. The goal came in the 76th minute. Um, interestingly, the stats in the game showed that uh, while Trabz on the score had the same amount of shots, shots on target is a completely different game. <laughs> so they had one versus Fenerbahce's nine. So I think you're wow. probably going to score a goal if you get nine shots on target versus one. You've got to be pretty accurate. But yeah, so um, disappointed there, but uh, close enough that I'm, I'm not crushed. And our charity, which was said before, it's £10. We don't get sponsored for this. It's £10 of our own money. If it comes in the treble, the winnings go to Beats and Cancer Trust. I was in the Bundesliga for the 5.30 Saturday night game. It was Leipzig versus Munchen Gladbach. I took both teams to score at 4-6. to six. A very simple bet, nothing too tricky. It was in by, by I think, 44 minutes, I think. No, it was 48. Leipzig scored just after halftime. But I did call out and I sent it on to you and I shared it on our page. If you had been listening, I had said I expected one, a high-scoring game, and two, something like Leipzig winning 3-2. So I'm very happy with how that... That game went perfectly to plan, but it was ridiculous. I think I'd said how dangerous Munchen Gladbach looked on the counter against Man City. Yeah. And in the first half, they could have been four or five up on Leipzig. It could have been an absolute demolition, but it was like it's like watching like a... A boxer just punched himself out. They looked absolutely shattered when they came out for the second half and Leipzig just looked full of energy. And, I mean, they absolutely battered them in the second half. It was just horrendous one-way traffic. But we just needed both teams to score and that completed the first leg of three of the charity. Leg two was in Japan. Opening opening week of the uh, Japanese J-League, which is possibly my favourite league in the entire world. Took the charity spot for me this week. Um, obviously, being opening day, I didn't want to just fire right in. But this game went exactly how I thought it would. Nagoya away at Avispa Fukuoka. They won 2-1, right? But Nagoya were 2-0 up after 55 minutes. And Avispa got a really late consolation goal inside the last 10 minutes. So it was a 2-1 battering, emphasised by the fact that Avispa had zero shots on target the whole game. <laughs> so the goal was an own goal, like right at the end. So, yeah, they're going to, they're not necessarily going to struggle, but they're going to take a few weeks to find their feet in the in the J League, having just been newly promoted. Um, and you might get good prices on the better away sides, Nagoya of which being one of them, considering they finished third in last season's J One. So I'll be really looking into Japan this week. Um, I know it's still super early in the season, but that's given me a wee bit of confidence to get them right in about the main picks. And we actually vetoed one of your picks just because of how late we were doing the recording as well. And you would have also had Kawasaki Frontail. Oh, I would have put Frontail on. And they they did indeed win. Um, And they've looked mightily impressive. They've, for some reason, they've played two games in the J-League, even though game week two is this weekend. So I don't (laughs) know if they've they've moved a fixture because they'll have a Champions League game later on. So they've maybe played like game week four or something already. So they've played two games. They sit top of the table on six points. Um, and, and they look like they're going to be just as good as they were last year and I uh, ruined it um, <laughs> and so obviously was, wow there's was, a surprise I, it was teed up uh, two two legs in already I'd taken Roma at home to AC Milan Roma had played midweek AC Milan had played midweek Roma did an easy game AC Milan didn't 
they they had to fight to the end. Uh, Roma lost two one. AC Milan went up 1-0. Uh, Roma got a goal back and then looked really dangerous because I was watching it on the app and then just conceded to Rebic and it was then just 30 minutes of nothing happening for them. Um, so really disappointing there because we're teed up for a, a, a big one. But none of you said anything about it last week. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Do you know what this means? Right? Do you know what this means? When this happens, and it happens with some regularity, um, Gordon being the last loser of the charity bet, he will have a fucking odds-on shot for this week. Like something, <laughs> something cut price, <laughs> like just, just no confidence, get it in. Let's take something at one to three. It's actually one to two this week. So. Excellent, excellent. Like a book. That's brilliant. I was actually saying to, to one of my mates that supports Man United, I was watching the Roma AC Milan game and I was like, even with the way you are playing just now, if you can't beat this AC Milan team, there is something really wrong. They are, they went from like at one point at the start of the season, they looked like they were flying. Like they looked really good. Ro- it was it was bad to watch. Like um, Kessie's kind of holding that team together and sent yeah. them in. They've just uh, taken him on a big contract as well, I believe. Aye. Uh, Callan Oglu went off injured. Even Hevich went on it, off injured. Rebic went off injured at the end. You're like, how are they going to survive a Europa League? Like, they're going to fall seriously by the wayside, I think, in Serie A as well. I think they'll start dropping down the table pretty quickly. But yeah, le- lesson, lesson learned. It was just, God, see, to be honest, I think I was messaging you when it went one each. I really fancied them to go on and win. Yeah, three or four. It, I was watching the game as well. It was just, it was so disappointing that they didn't. Mkhitaryan had a couple of chances that you just think, oh, come on, mate. I get, but yeah, uh, you know, di- didn't get the win this week, but, I'm, I'm, but as Andy said, I'm back with a one or two shot this week. Yeah, so I, I do feel like that, that's been unfortunate, God, though, because I do feel like AC Milan winning that game has been seriously misleading, and I think they're a team that people should look to back against um, yeah. coming up at big headers, and especially Europa League against Man U. They're not a good side. So let's move on to this week's picks. So Saturday, 6th of March, although some of the picks are going to come from Friday night, I believe. I'm going to start with the banker. Unsurprisingly, I'm going to go to the A-League on Saturday morning. It's the Melbourne Derby. Victory versus City. I am going for an easy 1-5 to goal in the second half. Melbourne victories last five second halves. 5-1-1-2-1. And Melbourne City, since they've come back, it's been 2-1. So guaranteed goals in the second half. Um, both these teams have averaged like 2.8 goals and 3.1 goals in each of their seat, at each of their games, full games, and the majority of the goals are coming in the second half. This is a league that doesn't stop. Um, I keep saying this. Just trust me on this. There will be a goal in the second half of this game. Melbourne City actually really seem to tire at the end of games. Like that's a couple of games I've watched in a row of them. Whereas Victory, on the other hand, have lost games late on, but they've been scoring in the second half. Um, they came back from 3-1 down recently against Western United, pulled it back to 3 each, and then conceded in the 96th minute to lose 4-3. And it was probably the best game I've ever watched of football. Like, it was actually, <laughs> actually tremendous. High praise. It was, oh, it was amazing. The Western United were down to 10 men. It went 3-1, 3-2, 3-3. And then Western United, whilst Melbourne Victory, were just ploughing forward with the extra man just hit them on the counter on the 94th minute of a five-minute added-on game and everyone's celebrating down at the corner, the manager and everything on top of. I was like, this is this league is this amazing. 
And I think I'd rebacked that game about four times for another goal after 70 minutes. And it, it came in every time. I was like, oh my God, this is glorious. <laughs> so to recap, one goal in that game. That's all I'm asking for in the second half. One goal, Melbourne victory, Melbourne City in the second half at one to five. My banker's not far away geographically. Um, I'm in Japan in the J1 League. Saturday at 5am, so a nice early start UK time. Vigalta Sendai against last season's champions, Kawasaki Frontel. New season, I've already seen enough of Kawasaki to trust them <laughs> away at Vigalta Sendai. Sendai drew their first game away at, away at Hiroshima, but you can't really read much into that game because it was just nuts. Um, Vigalta got a man sent off in the first half, played the whole game with like 10 men, stole an equaliser in stoppage time when Hiroshima should have buried them. Uh, this will be a very, very different game to that. Kawasaki have played two league games. They've won them both. Um, 2-0 at home to the Yokohama F Marinos, then a big 3-2 win at home to Sorezo Osaka, where they came from behind twice. Now, Kawasaki, followers of the podcast, will know this team quite well from last year. They don't stress if they go behind. They just rely on their quality to get back in the game and then to push on and win. And they usually get the job done anyway even if they go one or two goals down. Um, I don't particularly see this game going that way, but I definitely see a Kawasaki frontal win at odds of one to three. I like yeah, it, but obviously. Big on the Kawasaki frontal train. Always here. Always left here. The, left the station so quickly, they've already played two games. That's exactly. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, and I'll round off, unsurprisingly this week, uh, with Besiktas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who are playing against Gazantep in this instance. Um, Gazantep are on a bit of a slide. They, they, they've done quite well. Um, Peter Glover had highlighted a couple of weeks ago that they had a player who kept scoring goals for them and he was a good guy to back. That's not happening anymore. Um, and they've really started to slide away from home. They haven't scored a goal in the last four games away from home. They're playing against the Besiktas team who are the are, are, are second in the league. They've won four of the last five home games. The only one they didn't win was against Trabzonspor. I don't think I really need to say much more than that. They're four to eleven, and Besiktas are comfortably beating teams at the moment now. So th- that's where my banker lies this week. Yeah, I think your accidental prediction of three 0 is probably probably a good shout. <laughs> probably should back that. This is, this... <laughs> yeah, that's not bad for yeah. a correct score. <laughs> My value pick is in Bundesliga and it is on Friday night, so you better get on this quickly. It's Schalke versus Mainz. I'm going for the away team Mainz to win at 12 to 11. Schalke are awful, but Mainz are only a position above them, eight points ahead of them. Mainz, however, have recently beat Leipzig and Drew Dortmund, and both of them in the last three weeks have beat Schalke 4 0 and 3 0. Just using that comparison alone, Mainz, remember, also, like, for an hour, pushed Bayern. Very close. Oh, to the hill, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then just in the last 20 minutes, Bayern just showed their class and pummeled them and won, ended up winning 5-2. But that does not reflect that game. Mainz were 2-0 up, looking very, very comfortable. And then just but just a Bayern onslaught, which happens quite a lot um, in Bundesliga games. But it's the, the wins over Leipzig and the draw away to Dortmund that's really thrown me on this when I'm going, they've got so much more to offer. Schalke have just lost 4-0 to Dortmund and 5-1 away to Frankfurt. They are... They are I don't think they, they, sacked have... their, they sacked their entire management squad again. The, again, yeah. that's again. the third, third time they've changed well, managers. It's it's a record now. It's, a, it's it's ridiculous the amount of permanent head coaches they've had in such a short space of time. So yeah, I'm going the wayside man, Mainz just because of results against similar teams and the fact that Schalke are Schalke are almost just accepting they're in um, Bundesliga two, right? That's yeah. that's what's happening now. So yeah, Mainz to win away at twelve to eleven. I think it's really badly priced. I'm all over that. 
I'm back in Japan for my value pick Saturday, 5am again in the J-League. Tokushima Vortis versus Vissel Kobe, and I'll take the away side at quite big odds of 11-10 to 10 here. Tokushima are one of the newly promoted teams. The step up from J2 to J1 league is substantial. Um, they managed an opening day draw with Oita, but Oita are going to struggle this year. Um, in fact, Kobe played Oita midweek in the Cup and picked up a dominant 3-1 win against them, despite going a goal down very early on in 10 minutes. So just the fact they've both played the same opposition in the last week gives me a wee bit more confidence. The fact that Kobe are one of these sort of... They're not brilliant in recent years, but they're not bad. They're sort of mid-table, third quartile. And I think they'll have enough to beat the, the new boys to the division here. And odds of Eve better than even money is definitely enough for me to see value in it. So Kobe to win away from home at Tokushima, odds of 11 to 10. Uh, that that was the thing that was really glaring to me, Andy, was the results against Wita. That was like the thing that really threw me. I was like, yeah, that's a that's a really fucking strong, mm-hmm. strong recent comparison to back why you're get like why are you getting more than evens for this side to win when the overwhelming evidence of two games is showing that they don't compare. Like it, re- it really seems yeah. like a really good, really good odds and a really fucking favourable pick as well. You could have end up see with my Friday night game and our two Saturdays with. Australia and Japan then they'll yep. be a fucking fourfold fourfold that you can retire on <laughs> a, ni- a nice a nice wee fourfold that's all done before Saturday 3pm before you wake it. before you wake up just like say yeah, but certainly before I wake up <laughs> and I well I'll, I'll add another one to add fuel to this fire in the uh, you know we're, we're, we're going for picks that are going to be over before um, three o'clock on Saturday this is a uh, a pick I kind of want to discuss is Cars Rule versus St. Pauli. And I'm taking St. Pauli away from home at 11 to 5 here. And they're in the value column because I can't really see why they're 11 to 5. Now, St. Pauli have won their last five games in the spin, including beating Hamburg, Darmstadt, Nuremberg, eh, Sandhausen and Heidenheim. Eh, Cars Rule are not beating these teams. It's the same teams they're playing. So they recently lost 1-0 to Nuremberg. Um, fair enough, they've got a, a win against Sandhausen in there, 3-2. Uh, they drew 0-0 with Jan Regensburg. Uh, you know, Karlsruhe are all right at home, but in their last five games, they've dropped points. St. Pauli haven't when they've been playing in, their, in, in their last five overall games, and they're scoring lots of goals to do it. I, I just don't really see why 11-5... to for this team's fair, and that's why I've got them in, in the value column here. They're the same price as my outsider, um, but I, I just think that this is incredible value in this spot. Um, so I, I'm going to be taking St. Pauli here. It, you know, Carswell are not a bad team. That's that. This is why they're they're priced at that. You know, but they're in fifth. They're in fifth in the Bundesliga too, which is infamously tight throughout the whole year. And and uh, St. Pauli are in 11th, but on 39 points. Carsrill are in 5th, on, uh, sorry, on 31 points. And Carsrill are in 5th and 39. So there's eight points between them. There's not much going between these teams. They've scored the same amount of goals. St. Pauli have conceded 10 more. But, you know, that, that, that can happen at any point during that thing. I'm not, the scoring goals are concerned about here. They haven't conceded that much more. Um, so I'm taking them at 11 at 5 here. I welcome discussion on this. Andy, I know you bet in this league quite a bit. I... I would probably not bet on this game, but I certainly wouldn't bet on Karlsruhe at odds of even money. Like, that's mental. Yeah. 
Like the the fact they're an even money home favourite is is nuts considering St Pauli's form. So if if someone said you must put a bet in this game, I'd, I'd definitely go with what you've done. So good. Yeah. And on my side, it, it's the goals. Like um, St Pauli have had to score two, three, and four to win in those five that five game pass and. Carlos don't concede a lot of goals. That's mm. the the issue. At home, they concede less than a goal a game. And I would be inclined to be looking at the draw in this game because I don't think... I think St. Paul are the better side, but I, can, I could just... I just I don't know. I feel like just like the a double one, chance one draw. Is, the, the double <laughs> chance is 7-11. It's, 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 That's good value. <laughs> it's not It's not terribly far away. So if you fancy a slightly more conservative bet in there, you can have a look at the, the draw away. That's seven to eleven. Although it's not massive odds, that's good value for me because I can't see Carlos winning this game. But I maybe can't see St. Paul win either. I, I'm really leaning towards a draw in this game. I think this is a one-one draw. If it was see, this, chance, is a, yeah. this is a game I'd just avoid. I just think it's too it's too perilous. Um, which 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 means in situations like that, I'll just pick the one with the bigger odds. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Perilous Polly this week. Uh, <laughs> and we're going for 11, 11 to 5 here on my price. But you can take it as draw it away if you fancy a slightly more safe bet. Yeah. For my outsider, I'm going to the SPL on Saturday at 3pm. I'm going for Ross County versus Kilmarnock. And I'm taking the home side Ross County at 13 to 8. Don't know why Kilmarnock are priced at 11 to 8. Don't know why they're the favourites in this game. This is very much a bet against Kilmarnock and dismissing Ross County's overall form and just looking to what I've seen in the Celtic game. Kilmarnock have lost um, the last five away games, scoring zero goals in those games. Kilmarnock have failed to score in 11 of the 16 away games this season. That's that's like a fucking huge problem. If you're not scoring goals, teams only need a single goal to beat you away from home, essentially. Ross County's last home game, they beat Celtic at home. They got pummeled for that game, were able to sit in, be dogged, and hit people on the counter and get set plays. I think with a team like Kilmarnock who'll sit in it'll allow John Hughes for those who don't know uh, John Hughes John Hughes no matter which team he's in charge of will try and play football and if a team sits back and lets you do that you're just playing into his hands to actually have a really good performance and the way Kilmarnock play they will sit in that, that is what they'll do they'll try and sit and hit somebody on the counter I really think Ross County have way too much for this side and this is a it's a Kilmarnock side that I feel like have peaked and ran their course and they're bad to- and yeah, they're not good at all. Well, Andy, you would have watched the game. How was the game against Dundee United? Bad. It was just a bad game. Right. Um, for, for me, Dundee United aren't good, so I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily draw any conclusions or any comparisons about <laughs> that. Um, Kilmarnock's record speaks for itself, and you don't lose that many games in a row by being decent. Yep. It, it I, just, I like the pick. A yeah, lot. it stands out to me. I, I don't know why they're the outsider. Uh, the home side, Ross County... I, I think they're winning this 2 0 as well. I think it's a game where John Hughes is going to get all his message right. It's going to look good. The team are going to play well and they'll get their goals. Kilmarnock, I just think, are on an absolute slide. So, yeah, Ross County on Saturday afternoon at home to Kilmarnock at 13 to 8. My outsider, Saturday, 6 a.m., so a wee bit later than the previous two in the Japanese J1 league again. Sagan Tosu versus the Urawa Red Diamonds. Uh, these teams will be pretty equally matched this year, in my my opinion. Um, Urawa probably finishing a couple of places above them, um, above Sagan in, in the table come season end. But Sagan Tosu's last five home matches have been four draws and a 1-0 loss. Sagan Tosu started this campaign with a 1-0 away win at Shonen, 
Urawa played out a 1-1 draw with Tokyo. They then had another draw midweek in the cup away at Shonen. Um, so Tagan Tosu's games always seem to be tight. Uh, Urawa games from last year, you know, we we followed them. They appeared infuriating because they would lose by one goal, win by one goal. You couldn't really predict them. I like the big price on a draw here as an outsider at 12-5. to five. The head-to-head between the two of them going back to 2019, they've played four times. Two have been draws. The other two were both won by the Red Diamonds, but only by the one goal. So I see another tight game. Could go either way, but the odds of 12-5 to five for the draw are, are big, and I think that will happen about 50% of the time. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll love this pick. I think this is the best pick of the week. Of, of the, I think he's the, right. Of the high odds. <laughs> I fucking, honestly, it was it, the four home draws out of five and the single goal late on as well, yeah. by the way, it came in like the 85th minute. This is a team who I don't think have enough to go forward and attack teams and know how to break them down, and I don't also don't think as a result of that, I don't think they leave gaps at the back. I think this is a this is such a good spot. Um, I, I this seems this seems a draw every day of the week. I, this is like I think we've had a couple of draws like this where we've called them out and we've all kind of agreed and went. This is this looks like it, a nailed on draw, draw, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really like this. Great pick, Andy. It's a really good one. I'm always a fan of a draw, and I'll I'll keep that draw train going <laughs> uh, for Kadith versus Ibar. Uh, this is on Saturday night. This is at uh, half past five. Uh, these teams are awful. Is 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 my opening gambit as a as an argument for this? Um, both have uh, have have taken really small amount of points in the last five games. Cadiz have taken one point. Um, Ibar have taken two. Cadiz got their point against Barcelona, but. Barcelona, they had to, they, they were dogged in that game. And, you know, in other games where they've played against big teams, they've tried to be dogged and got pumped. So they lost to Atletico Madrid 4-2. Um, they lost to Real Sociedad 4-1. They lost to Atletico Bilbao 4-0. Ibar aren't much better. They're drawing with teams around about them all the time. Ibar drew with the last game with Huesca. They drew with Valladolid. They lost 1-0 to Elche, who are down there as well. This game looks like both would be happy with a point from it because they're both above the relegation zone. It continues their momentum, you know, towards the outside. It's not getting relegated this year. It just looks like a draw to me. They're both rubbish. They'd both be happy with specifically a one each draw. And uh, yeah, th- that's what I'm taking in this instance here. I call I called a similar game like this on Andy's coupon midweek. Um, you did. <laughs> when I went, by the way, Huddersfield are going to draw um, that game 1-0. Yeah. Didn't back it. one all. Yep, can't draw one nil. <laughs> so they draw it one all, and uh, yeah, and and they did. I didn't back it because I'm a, a bit of a, a twat sometimes. Um, and yeah, it was that was five to one. I missed out on, but I'm back here with a six to one one each draw. <laughs> Kadith versus Ibar Saturday night. This is like one of those ones, Gordo, whereby like see if it, see if it was physically possible. I think both teams could lose this game. Yeah. <laughs> Both teams to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at the results. That's how you get a one nil draw. And <laughs> and I'm looking at the results, God, and it's just fucking red. Oh, it's awful. It's just it's red, <laughs> red. The only green is like Ibar beating La Rosas, which must have been in was, Copa they're, del Rey. They're, and I looked up; they're in Spanish is Division Five. They're the, the Teresa C. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is my pick. Yeah, wow. I, I, I like the draw just in this, the way I can't see. Yeah. It's less of me thinking it's going to be a draw. It's more of me just not seeing how a team's going to win. <laughs> There's no winners. Yes. Yeah. Move on to the charity bet. £10 of our own money in the treble. If it comes in, it goes to Beats and Cancer Trust. I am in the A-League. 
on Saturday morning, Western United versus Western Sydney Wanderers. I am going over 1.5 goals in the second half. You're getting that at odds of 5-6. to six. So their average goals per game, not just second half, you get Western United, the home side, are averaging 4.16 goals in their games involved. Western Sydney Wanderers, 2.6. But in the second half, more importantly, you're at 3.6 and 2.4. So both of them overall for the second halves are well bypassing the 1.5. Really need two goals. You're getting that. But some of Western United's second halves have been wild, right? Now there is a zero in there. There is a zero. There's a game. Did that you won. back them in that? No, that was Brisbane Roar both times. All oh, right, okay. Um, the zero was a three-two game, but all goals were in the first half. All oh, right, okay. But if I look at the last five from the most recent, it's five goals in the second half, three goals in the second half, two goals in the second half, zero, and then eight. One of their games this season had eight goals in the second half against Perth Glory, a game that finished five four and was one nil up until the forty second minute. This league is insane. Wow. Yeah. Um, over 1.5 goals, just two. Western Sydney have been watching a lot of. Um, they definitely come into games late on. They definitely concede when they're going for goals. So no matter what the result is, you can always expect them to either get caught in the counter or get a goal back. This is how this league runs. I'm very confident in this pick. I think this is a great pick. I think five to six is way too high. Um, it's something I've been cashing in on and play, regardless of result, as an extra two goals in the second half. And it's been coming in, like I think about nine times out of ten last weekend it came in. So keep an eye on this league. We're going to keep running about it, but that's my bet is the Western Sydney Western United game. Get on that. What's the price? Five to six. Just oh, under nice. evens. That's yeah. spicy. A very good. My charity pick is on Friday afternoon. So this is an early start to in the German second division, the Bundesliga Zwei. Paderborn versus Darmstadt, and I'll take a home win for Paderborn at what I think is brilliant price of even money. Um, it boils down to Paderborn being decent at home and Darmstadt being very much less than decent away. So Paderborn are currently 10th in the league on 31 points. Darmstadt 14th on 25 points. It's only four points above the relegation zone. But Paderborn's last 10 home matches have been six wins, three draws, only the one loss. Darmstadt haven't won away from home in their last five games, three losses and two draws. The teams have already played each other earlier in the season. So at Darmstadt and Paderborn won that 4 nothing away from home. So let's see what they can do at home. It should be an easier task. I think the even money's a great price. I think that the only reason that normally this would not be, wouldn't be anywhere near evens, I don't think. I think the only thing no. you're getting is there's a whole load of 1-0 victories at home for Paderborn on that list. And I think that's the only thing that's giving you these odds is if a team scores against them, <laughs> they're probably not winning the game. They're, well, maybe maybe against Darmstadt because Darmstadt are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. But okay. I, would be, I would be looking at like, well, I'd also be having a wee sneaky look at 1-0 in that game as well for Paderborn. Yeah. Ah, well, I... I would be. I'm always happy taking a correct score and a recommendation. That's uh, irrespective of who, who or when. Um, so yeah, I'll round off the charity treble hopefully with a win. Since I ruined, I'll definitely be backing it this week as well. Even though I put it on last week because I killed it. <laughs> um, I, I bring to you the Danish first division, and this is Skiva versus Viborg, and it is top versus bottom. So it is Viborg on 19 games played, 47 points, versus bottom of the league, Skiva, 19 games played, 10 points. Uh, 
since resumption, so they take a break over the winter, uh, Viborg have won all three of their games. Skiva have won one of them, and that was against Colding, who are down there with them. They got an early goal in that game. They're not very good. Um, I, I don't think they're going to have enough to be able to keep Viborg out here. I'm taking um, I'm taking Viborg at this point at the spicy, spicy odds of one to two, as very well predicted by Andy. Um, so yeah, I hopefully will round off the charity treble. Um, and if you take an average of my last two weeks' odds, they round. When's that even. game, Gordon? Well, <laughs> that's tomorrow at six o'clock. So starting it early. When is that? When is that game? Will that be the? Will that be the? Th- That'll be the second right, game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Second yeah. Game. It'll be the second game. So it'll be me. We're sitting waiting on. Yep. Um, to deliver. Hopefully, hopefully we're waiting on me. I'll be. I'll be more than happy. I'll be super secure in that. Like I, I'll be very. All about those three games. My one is the one I am so comfortable on, because that league is just crazy. Like people go fest. Yeah, I, I think I could get a game at centre half in that league. Like, you wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, teams like can, there's eight yeah. goals going in the second half. Like, how bad are they? It's nice that Ziggy Gordon's definitely going to bar you after this. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's my pick. That's that's what I bring this week. So that, that's the charity treble. And we've already mentioned the Patreon. The other big thing is the Facebook group. If you go to Facebook and search Trample Bet Podcast, it's a private group. We will let you in as long as you don't behave like an asshole. Don't come in and promote betting companies or betting links and stuff. We are there to discuss upcoming bets. That's what we want to talk about. If you have seen something the way we do, we've got loads of great people in there that contribute on ice hockey, on basketball, on rugby. Um, there'll be people, when we get to Cheltenham, people have already started tweeting about it, uh, already commenting Offers on it. already, yep. Um, get people that do WWE previews for main events. It is filled with excellent people. I'm honestly, there's so much content there. I'm actually getting fed up with saying this. I go in the morning and then, like, my Facebook seems to only alert me late on. So I'll go in the right. morning and it'll be like, oh, James has posted, and I'll go on and go, oh, I wonder how Norwich and Swansea got on. They were like even money in two to one. And I'll go on and go, I think Swansea scored in the last minute, to be fair, last night. But it came in. They did. And I was like, that, I was, br- get, that was brilliant. I was like, I didn't get notified about that until this morning. It said he'd commented. I was like, so if, <laughs> thanks, if, Facebook. Yeah, if you keep an eye on it, it's it's just fantastic. But like we said, it's it's really for a, a community to come together and, and share bets and um, try and find out where they see because we kind of cover everything. Like I'm guilty of it. I will probably cover Australia on most of my picks if I can. And he's the the Japanese guy. But there's so many people that get so much knowledge on so many different places. It's a really good group. So Facebook, Trampolette Podcast, it's a private group, but we will admit you, just don't behave like an arsehole. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampolette Podcast is produced by John Walker and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.